Now, the Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating, her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. Very excited. I have a great guest this morning, Debbie Gilmore, who is known as the beekeeper's daughter. She is, I won't say the founder of Hall's Honey, but you're what, fourth generation? Fourth generation. I wanted to invite Debbie today because we have some really cool stuff coming up in February regarding the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. But before we dive into that, Debbie, let's talk about the fact that, you know, there's been a huge resurgence of people that are interested in beekeeping, obviously the health benefits of honey, all that good stuff. So let's let's lay a little foundation first. That's a pun. Sounds good. Yes, <laughs> right. Foundation. Yes. Paul's Honey has been around since the 20s? 1918, my oh. great-grandfather. Come to Mesa Valley. Yes. That's awesome. So you're based out in Urington and... Obviously, back then, there wasn't all the science and everything around beekeeping, although everything I read, people truly understand that without bees, we as humans would perish. That's true. Um, <laughs> our, our food plates would look very different than they do now without pollination of the honeybees. So um, they are very important to our livelihoods. So let's talk about you figured out, you know, that you needed to continue on the family business. And I know there was a period of time where it didn't, but then you revamped it up again. So let's talk about how much fun you have being a beekeeper. It's (laughs) so much fun, Sherry. Um, When I was in high school and helping my family extract honey six days a week, I thought I would, once I got away from there, I would never look back. And about 16 years ago, my husband and I decided that we would get some bees. And it has been this amazing journey. Um, The people that we have met, like you and Peter, have been just, you know, bee people. We love our bee people. And we have educated hundreds of people and We um, have events throughout the year, and like you say, hobby beekeeping has come to light. And we we put on a beginning beekeepers workshop every January. Um, The next one's January 22nd, and every year we have between 50 and 75 people sign up for the beginning beekeepers class, and it's just an ongoing pleasurable journey. Well, and so let's talk about some of the people, because a lot of communities have beekeeper organizations. So it's not all, I have to know a beekeeper. There are a lot of, uh, so you are representative of the Mason Valley beekeepers, which Peter and I are members of, but there are other beekeeping uh, groups around uh, northern Nevada, certainly southern Nevada, and across the United States. So let's talk about the importance of that peer-to-peer education and networking. Well, you know, um, 
a lot of our beginning beekeepers have had their nose into books, you know, because they're just wondering about this this journey that they're starting. And so they have been reading a lot. And that's a good thing. But there is nothing like when you put on a bee jacket and you open up a hive of bees and you have anywhere from 30 to 80,000 bees staring at you, um, there's no replacing that hands-on experience. And a mentor can help you walk through that whole process and what are you looking for and help you. So um, finding a mentor or a group to belong to is so, so important. And and what's so interesting when you talk about all the different people that show up to the meetings, I mean, you have people that work with vets, right? Because beekeeping is... Yes, yes. So once you open up a beehive, it's like the rest of the world goes away. Um, you're focused on what the bees are doing, how to, you know, how are they surviving, what the weather is, what plants are they visiting. I mean, it takes you into a new world. And so they have found that um, vets with PTSD, it is very helpful to them to overcome that. And um, so it's calming. It is very calming. You wouldn't think so opening right. up. Right, yeah, we are all of a sudden, yeah, you're right. insects. And trust <laughs> me, you know, I've been stung uh, enough times, but, you know, it's good. I just consider it an alternative to Botox, right? My wrinkles <laughs> on my right. face disappear when I get stung That's by a right. bee. That's so. right. All right, so obviously keeping bees. Uh, one of the fun things about the conference that's coming up February 24th, 26th in Earrington, it's our 12th annual Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, are the guests, the top scientists or people who are just really interested in, in the world of bees that come and speak at our conference. Yes, they are, and I am so excited about our lineup this year. I think it's going to be one of our best ever. Um, we just secured a speaker from Auburn University in Alabama, and he's an international researcher. He has done a lot of bee research um, all across the world. He has his doctorate from um, Cornell University under Dr. Seeley, and he has his own bee lab at Auburn University. Um, very knowledgeable young man, um, and he's going to bring a lot to our conference. And we have a, a, our um, great scientific beekeeper, Randy Oliver, coming back. And we just have so many good people coming. I'm so excited about and that. And then the audience is such a mixture because they come in from really all over the West Coast, sometimes farther than that. But I mean, what I love is you have really seasoned beekeepers that have been there for a long, long time doing beekeeping. And then you have brand newbies mm -hmm. that maybe just went through your class in January. Right. And so it's just from the networking and what you gain just having conversations with people is everything above and beyond what you can get out of a book or watching on a video. And we have vendors there, two of the biggest vendors, Man Lake and Daydant, um, who have offices on the West Coast. They are there. It's nice to meet those people face-to-face. -face. So if you have questions, you can contact them personally. 
Um, it's just an invaluable experience for beekeepers. And let's not mention the fabulous food. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. All of our food is catered. And Two digs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They Two digs catering. They are fabulous. So, so... So let's come back to, so if I'm someone who's listening to the show and I'm, my interest is piqued about potentially wanting to become a beekeeper. So my own story, I saw, I think it was an ad for the beekeepers, uh, maybe it was your seventh or eighth. And I'm like, wow, that just sounds interesting because I'm always up to doing things that I've never done before or learning something new. And so showed up at the conference that year and the next year because mm-hmm. I really realized that I had work to do to get my yard ready to really in- embrace becoming a beekeeper. So mm-hmm. it wasn't something I went out and bought a hive and now I got to figure it out. Right. Right. Um, a great place to start is our beginning beekeepers workshop in January. It's one day. We tell you what equipment to get. Um, we let you order bees if you want to order bees that day. Um, we walk you through the whole process just to get you started. The conference just takes you to another step. And um, it's like you need to find a mentor. And our Mason Valley beekeepers, we have mentors all over northern Nevada. So we can connect you with mentors um, to help you get started. But read. Find a good book to read. And at the workshop, we even provide a, a good textbook for people who are just new to beekeeping. Um, so. so to find out more about the class coming up in January, mm-hmm. and of course, where where do I go? Do I- you can go, we have a website, it's masonvalleybeekeepers.org. You can find more information, you can register there. Um, you can also find more information on the, the conference there. Um, so yeah, masonvalleybeekeepers.org. That's awesome. And I'm looking forward to it. We've already, uh, secured our room at the Yearington Inn. Good. Uh, so that we're all set for the 12th annual Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, February 24th through the 26th, 2022. If you also want information on that specifically, you can go out to nevadastatebeekeepers.org. We're going to go to break. We come back. I'm going to pick up with Debbie Gilmore, who is Hall's Honey, and she is known as the beekeeper's daughter. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. Welcome back and thank you for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show. Having a great conversation with Debbie Gilmore, who's here representing Hall's Honey, but in a much bigger way, representing the 12th Annual Nevada State Beekeepers Conference that is going to be held February 24th through the 26th. 
2022 Yearington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County. So Debbie, we talked a lot about, you know, people that are wanting to get introduced to beekeeping. It has piqued their curiosity and their interest. And one of the things I want to share is that obviously there's a lot of people in the commercial world of beekeeping, which you touch into. Uh, Let's talk about, you know, what's going on kind of at the beginning of the year with in the commercial world of beekeeping. Okay, so right now, um, that... People on like I-80 might see semi-loads of beehives and they are netted down and stuff. They are moving those bees from the northern states. Um, A lot of them are doing indoor storage now. That's a big thing going on with commercial beekeepers. So they're pulling those bees out of those storage units. They are putting them on the semis, netting them, and they are heading to California The biggest pollination event in the world is happening in California. Um, Usually around the end of February, 1st of March, they start putting bees in the almond orchards. Um, That's when they start blooming, and that's when the the bees are put out there. And the majority of all of the bees in the United States are heading to California this time of the year. And they're coming so, in from Texas and Washington and all across the South world. Dakota, North Dakota, Montana, Idaho, they're all coming. And then on the East Coast, a lot are moving up from Florida going up into Maine and Vermont and for the cranberries and the blueberries. and Yes, even, even a lot of the bees from Florida. Um, there's huge commercial beekeepers in New York and Pennsylvania. They all bring their bees to California for the almonds. And then after that, which is probably three weeks worth, they put them back on trucks. They head them to Washington for apples, Maine for blueberries and raspberries, and back to Florida. So those bees travel a lot. They uh, Hopefully they're part of 3A, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. So that, that's the commercial world. And... One of the things that I, you know, discovered in my entry into beekeeping, a lot of the science and a lot of the stuff you read really does speak at a commercial level. And then when you bring it down to someone like me that has two to three beehives in our backyard as urban beekeepers, uh, while a lot of the practices, you know, mite treatments and understanding whether and all it still apply, it's not, you know, you're not thinking of, you know, a thousand beehive level. That's right. But commercial beekeeping impacts us hobby beekeepers tremendously. And I just listened to a presentation and they talked about that because what happens in California during the almonds and then soon after the almonds, if those bees are not healthy, they are not able to supply hobby beekeepers with the packages or the queens that we need to keep our bees going. So what the commercial beekeepers are doing is really, really important to us. But, um, you know, beekeeping when you have 80,000 colonies is much different than if we have two or three. Um, But I think hobby beekeepers probably are more diligent about taking care of their hobbies. Well, and the science is fascinating. And when you think of all the people 
at a scientific level, from entomologists to biologists to ecologists to wildlife, you name it. I mean, there's a, they're all touching in that world. Even veterinarians, there are now some that are specializing uh, in the world of beekeeping. And so it's really fascinating to discover just how amazing these little uh, creatures are. I think that kind of tells us how important they are to us. Um, you know, like there's a disease that honeybees can possibly get. You don't see it as much anymore, but it requires antibiotics to solve that disease. And you can only, beekeepers can only get that from veterinarians. So veterinarians play a big role into what all of the beekeepers do. Um, yeah, there's so many people. Honeybees are probably the most studied insect in the world. Um, and I think, again, it attests to how important they are to us. Well, and the fact that they've been around for, you know, millions of years, yes, no doubt, right? Yes. And what's interesting, it, it really is a hobby and a study that is worldwide. I mean, when you think of every continent needs bees and how... Um, differently things occur because of the weather and just everything. But yet the beekeeping world is very close. I mean, they share their they white do. papers and their studies, and it's really fascinating. They do. And I think once you start thinking about becoming a beekeeper, you realize how much information is out there, how much the bees are being researched and um you know, one of our speakers, um, Dr. Smith from Auburn University, he is studying on the construction of the honeycomb and how they organize that and how important just that aspect of inside a beehive is. It's, it's just totally fascinating, all of the little aspects. And other speakers talking about nutrition, you don't think about healthy nutrition for honeybees, but oh my goodness, it's so important with all the pesticides and all of the well, it, it's in an in, when you think of it as an industry. I mean, if you're a young person and you're interested in science and asking a lot of questions that aren't getting answered, this is a great track because honeybees cannot go away. Right. 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 So, and it just opens the door to so much. Let's let's talk about a couple of other of our speakers that are coming to the. Uh, 12th Annual Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, February 24th, 26th, out in Yearington. Who else is coming? We have, um, well, two people from Texas are coming. One is Blake Shook. He is actually a commercial beekeeper who started when he was like 12 years old. And he is now a young man with his own family. And he does the pollination but he has videos, and he now has um, stores, beekeeping supply stores, and he sells bees. And, I mean, he's just a wonderful speaker and a, a wonderful um, young person. And so I'm excited to meet him. I've seen him speak before, and he's he's pretty awesome. And then um, Hives for Heroes, Steve Heminis is coming from Texas. And Hives for Heroes is a national nonprofit that helps connect mentors with veterans with PTSD. Um, and he has some veterans here in Nevada. So we're looking forward to meeting him and um, supporting that program as well. 
So when you think of, you know, when I think of honey, Mm -hmm. obviously people think of it as eating, but there is so much that can be done with honey as far as from a business standpoint, from, you know, farmer's markets to creating all kinds of products. I mean, you do this now, too, because you have fields of lavender. (laughs) We do. We do. We took out a lot of our, our lawn. We had, like, tons of lawn. And one day I realized that I was really tired of mowing all that grass. And I told my husband, I said, you know, this is like a desert to honeybees. We need to figure out what we can do to help support our honeybees. And so then we started studying and researching, and um, we found lavender. So now we have 600 lavender plants, and we have another lavender farm that's in Yarrington, and we have more beehives there. It produces an awesome honey. Um, It's not infused. It's from the nectar of the lavender plant, and it produces lots of honey. Um, so, well, and, and when you think about that, so one of the things that I, like I said, when I first started, I really discovered, I spent a year really looking at my yard and incorporating a lot of new different plants kind of more seasonally, right? Mm-hmm. So that the bees from the beginning of spring all the way even through um the beginning of winter, there's something different for them to tap into, even though they're not staying all in my yard. And of course, I tell all my neighbors, you know, no Roundup, no pesticides. <laughs> let's let's really, I mean, seriously. Um, and then just how beautiful that makes your yard, because I hear from my neighbors, some have an apple orchard, or they see more bees in their yard, and then you hear from other people that are like, I'm not seeing any bees in my yard, and that's a problem. It is a big problem, but a a honeybee will travel about two to three miles from the beehive in search of food. So, If you have a colony of bees in your backyard, it's not only helping your yard, your garden, whatever. It's helping all of your neighbors two miles away. And um, so all of your neighbors should be thanking you for all of the pollination that you're doing. Well, they do, and then we give them a jar of honey. That's right. Thank you for helping us. That's right. Interesting side note, we were so inundated with smoke from June through September, the sun. We never saw the sun. Exactly. Honeybees navigate by the sun. So when they find a nectar source, they will go back and communicate distance and direction according to the sun. So if they have no sun, you know, how, yeah. how do they communicate that? And, you know, as a beekeeper, it's not all about the honey for me. I was, you know, the hives are super healthy. Mm-hmm. So going into winter, super healthy. So I was glad for that, even though, you know, we didn't get a little bit of honey. But, you know, when once you do get honey, you have a lot of it. So <laughs> can't eat it all in one year anyway. <laughs> That's right. So we're working on the, the back. Um, so, Debbie, a final kind of a word, uh, just a reminder for everyone, if you have any interest or your curiosity is piqued about beekeeping, becoming an urban beekeeper, or how you can support beekeeping, you want to make sure you join us at the 12th Annual Nevada State Beekeepers Conference in Yearington, Nevada, February 24th through the 26th, 2022, Go out to NevadaStateBeekeepers.org.
org. You want to make sure you get your room secured. That's There's right. several several motels out motels there. Motels, and they're listed on the website. Yeah. But we do have limited hotel rooms, so. Yes. Yeah. So please join us. So, Debbie, a final word to beekeepers or potential beekeepers. Well, beekeeping is a tremendous hobby. I think that anybody who is slightly interested would just totally love to come and listen to the speakers, listen to other beekeepers. Beekeepers love to talk about their bees. So if you want to get more information, just sit at one of our tables and talk with our beekeepers. They're a world of information. Well, and it really is a fun family it is. We have families. We have a new family from Carson this year that has eight children, and they are all involved in it in some aspect. Yeah. Um, so talk so, about a way to get your kids out from behind digital, right. get them out in the backyard, enjoying nature, stick a beehive out there. That's right. And have some fun. So That's right. I want to thank everyone for tuning into the Sherry Hill Show, where business and today beekeeping has been amplified. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business. Tune in next week, same time, same station, for The Sherry Hill Show. Save the date. Nevada State Beekeepers Conference is coming Feb 24, 25, and 26 in Yearington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County. Make your hotel reservations soon. Yearington Inn, Main Street Inn, Comper Inn. The 2022 Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, Feb 24, 25, and 26 in Yearington, Nevada. Register at NevadaStateBeekeepers.org. Feb 24, 25, and 26, NevadaStateBeekeepers.org.